Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. This is Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. The podcast where back of house Ali and front of house Marco talk food and drink. Heads up. These two spent decades in restaurants, so some mature content and language is bound to come up. Get ready for Eat and Drink. Forks up. All right, you've tuned in to Eat and Drink. If you were searching for another food podcast, you've come to the right one. Forget those other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You made a left turn by mistake, and yet it's the most serendipitous mistake you've ever made. I'm Ali Hassan. You're listening to Marco Timpano. Let me speak for you. Let me tell people who you are. Always. Uh, Marco, I'm just so happy to have you indoors. You know, it's... It's funny because Marco and I used to do this podcast early morning. So there was a danger of like drinking at 9.30 a.m. Not a danger, a joy, I should say. But but of course, you know, it comes with uh, things get a little murky in the podcast sometimes after we have one of your stiff drinks. But I'm so happy. You know, I was like, this is great because we moved into the evenings. Uh, yes. recording because we're away from each other but um the interesting is thing is that now marco likes uh likes recording podcasts in the outdoors which is hysterical because sometimes i may i do a little tap with my pinky finger and that <laughs> drives you insane meanwhile i'm listening to planes and neighbors conversations outdoors but because you drank you were like outdoors is fine I'm happy you're back in. I'm happy. I'm in, I'm inside. You can tell, right? You can I hear can the tell. difference. I can yeah. tell. I heard I, I birds, know. buddy. I heard birds <laughs> chirping last time. Meanwhile, if my kids make a peep, I'm like, shut up. Uncle Marco and I are recording. Have some respect. This guy is out there in the in the forest, basically. No I shan't. I shan't do it no more. <laughs> All right, Ali, yes. my drink. Can I start telling you why I chose this drink? I don't know what it is. I like your attitude already. Right. Edu- tell me, inform me what's happening here, buddy. I've had a hard fucking two days. I just need to say that. So I woke up yesterday with a tinge of what could be pink eye. So I was like, no. Right now, I will often get pink eye um, once once a year. I get it usually because of allergies. Right. So I look in the mirror and I see one eye is pink. And I'm like, either this is allergies or this is pink eye. The problem is. Pink eye is one of the minor signs of COVID, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So I say to my wife, babe, I think I have pink eye. She looks at it. She goes, I think my throat is sore. So just the mere thought of it drove I mean, us crazy, right? I, it could be just you guys are just too filthy in the sack also. Did you consider could, that? I mean, could be the, that. Yeah. Could be the fact that we were outside for eight hours and we haven't really been outside for a while. So there's yes. a lot of pollen I was ingesting. Domesticated house cat syndrome. I've just, yep. I, it's not a, I mean, I just, I've created that term on my own. Uh, I I know those words exist in English, but I keep calling my family that. Like I went, you know, I'll go to our uh, CBC building, CBC being our public broadcaster. I'll go twice a month. I literally enter the building. Nobody's in there, man. There's more cleaning crew than there are employees. It's a 10% capacity. Nobody's in the building. And right away, my throat starts bothering. Oh my God. I can't even handle the tiniest bit of dust in a, in a building, in the carpet, in a building. It's pathetic. Anyway. Yeah. That's a very valid thing. So we go to get the COVID test. Oh, you went. Yeah. Because listen, I'm trying to be responsible. You know, I'm an irresponsible uh, bartender, but I'm trying to be a responsible human. So if I have the inkling that I might have COVID, 
to protect myself and everyone I love and everyone else around me, I'm like, I'm going to go get the test. So Amanda, my wife, books an appointment. We go 20 minutes in line. We're getting the test. Easy peasy, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sitting there waiting for them to swab me. And Amanda's about to go into her room. What does she decide to do? Now, I just want to say my wife's from Boston. So people from Boston can be a little bit, um, let's say, pushy at best. You know, they're the ones who threw the tea in the harbor and caused a big ruckus, right? She decides to take a photo as they're about to swab me. Of you. Of me getting swabbed. And you're not allowed to do that because clearly patient confidentiality. These people don't know why this woman's taking a photo. So they start getting angry with her. And they're like, lady, ma'am, ma'am, you cannot do that. Delete that picture. They start getting really angry. She's like, he's my husband. So she kind of sells me out. Now I'm attached to this person who's caused ruckus. And I'm usually the type of person who doesn't like to cause a scene. Now there's this big scene, right? And so my wife goes into her room to get her test. And I'm with these women who've been pissed off because my wife has taken photos and they're about to jam a giant Q-tip down my nose, right? To my brain. And I was like, Oh man, I just remember that said, you would I, call that down. I, I think most people would call that up. In any case, yes, this is. Well, I call it down because they had to tilt my head back so that ah. they could really jam it in there, right? Okay. okay. So I'll say this. I wasn't so bothered by the test. It wasn't as bad as I thought. Now, it could be because I was embarrassed and I was feeling that sort of anxiousness. And so it yes. took away from the experience of getting that Q tip, but it lasts literally. Seven seconds. So Mm. if you're thinking to yourself, I should get a COVID test, but I'm weary about what they have to do. I'm here to tell you, just put it out of your mind. It'll take 10 seconds of your life and you'll feel better. Now, having said that, I need a drink. Okay. And this is the drink. When you're like, I need a drink. It's summer. And I don't want to have to do a lot of work. I just want to make a drink and drink it. Yeah. This is the drink for you. Okay. It's a wonderful drink. It has three ingredients if you if you include ice as the ingredient, okay? It's called an Italian iced tea. And what it is, is two ounces of sweet vermouth. And I'm using Martini and Rossi because I bought a fancy sweet vermouth that I hate. So I'm just going back to the basics. Martini and Rossi. It's the dark vermouth, not the white one that you put into uh, martinis. martinis. yeah. That's dry vermouth. This is sweet vermouth. You'll often see it says rosso on it, which means red in Italian. Red, so it's yes. the red. So I've got two ounces of Martini and Rossi. And then you're going to just take ginger ale. Just any ginger ale you have. I have Canada Dry. Four ounces or just top it up to the glass to your liking. Give it a little stir. If you want to get crazy, throw a slice of lemon in it. I forgot to pick up the lemon because I also got into a fight with my wife in the store. I'll tell you about that later in the segment. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just going to gulp the shit down. All right. Cheers to you, my friend. Italian iced tea. (laughs) Couldn't get any easier. Couldn't get any easier than this. This is uh, shy of just chugging vermouth, <laughs> wrapping your lips around the bottle and chugging the vermouth directly. This is like the second easiest way to get booze in oh. your system. Um, good for you. I think it sounded like you needed it. Look, I, I'll tell you, while you drink that, yeah, I will share my own uh, trials and tribulations. I went to... Montreal last weekend. I was very, very happy to go. You know, a good part of my life is travel, as it is your life, and I miss that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not ready to fly. I didn't know sure. if I was ready to stay in hotels. 
but there's no other. I don't want to stay in anybody's house. I don't want to put them through any stress. So sure, of course. we go to Montreal. They have told us that this particular hotel, great hotel, by the way, uh, by the way, Saint Germain in Montreal. Oh, I oh, really enjoy oh. it. Le yep. Saint Germain is one of the most beautiful hotels chains in the world. Oh, okay. and they started in Montreal, Germain yeah. Hotel Germain. And the great thing about Germain that a lot of people don't know is that they have an exclusive, they have an exclusive entry where you cannot be seen in case you're having a tryst in that hotel. You can get oh. in and out without being seen. That's something that they don't tell people, but I found out. Not because I was having a tryst, but yeah, because exactly. I, I did some work at, at uh, Le Germain years Jesus ago. Jesus Christ. Now you're putting tryst on me and you. I don't need that stink on me. I went for work, all right? No tryst, no secret okay. entrance. Uh, I did love it, and I, I got to do, you know, what they do is it's self-contained rooms, meaning Beautiful. that you're not getting room service. You're not getting things delivered to you. You go and you nope. get the things you need if you need them, but they stock your room well. Nobody comes in the room. I think it's 72 hours before it's ready for you. And deep cleaning, so on and so forth. I booked the gym. I was like, is your gym open? There's no way your gym is open. She goes, it's open, but you have to book it. I was like, how about 9.30 tomorrow? She goes, yep. I go, how long? She goes, how long do you need? She goes, I have something at 12. We need an hour to clean it. So I had its gym all to myself. Uh, which if you go to hotel gyms, that happens pretty often anyway, a lot. But I but it felt like they've cleaned it and everything's great. So that's excellent. The shows, it was the drive-in theater series of just for laugh the shows go uh supremely well and oh, i'm beautiful. very very happy with it my friend frank is with me my friend jp is with me great comedians we go a couple of blocks over to peel street in montreal yes. it's all open air pubs right everybody's yep. sort of moved out into the street um which makes sense makes us comfortable and we feel safe we're outdoors. Uh, Just for Laughs has been extremely careful. The hotel has been extremely careful and cautious. We're feeling good. The waitress serves us. I have a um, Estrella, uh, a great beer, Spanish beer that I love. Yes. I don't know if it's a great beer. Somebody's going to tell me that's the Budweiser of Spain, probably. But No, I, I love, love that beer. beer. Fuck I those people. Beer, so fuck those people. And yeah. then uh, what happens in a span of five minutes, our waitress sees some other bar owner, and she goes, hey, and she runs up to him. And jumps on him. He kisses her not only on the cheek, but also on the forehead, like the temple, her temple and her eyelid. They're kissing each oh other. I'm like, what the? And this is guess. the woman who's serving us. I was like, ah, this he, is fine. And he coughs he, in her mouth. She coughs in his. Don't, don't nope. take the story okay. to places it doesn't need to go. <laughs> okay. Don't take the story further than it already, uh, <laughs> at a place where it already makes me uncomfortable. Then uh, behind us, a few, you know, about 10 meters behind us is another table, uh, two men and a, and, a, and, a, and a young woman. And uh, she sees a friend of hers on the street and goes, oh, my God, and runs out and goes and hugs that person. Clearly, they had not seen each other in a long time, just hugging. And I, I'm worried for Montreal. So I came back anyway, and I was like, I don't, maybe I should get a. Oh, and then we, <laughs> we go home via Ottawa. Buddy, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. We go home via Ottawa. Okay. So we go meet my cousins there. We go, we find this. I do some research. I ask my friend, is this a good open air patio? Yes. Great patio, the perfect place, spacious. If you want to go out and eat on a patio, this is a great place. I'm not going to name them because, God damn it. Um, so we order a number of things for ourselves. Uh, kids have chicken and waffles for the first time in their life. So Amazing. this guy, our waiter, who is sweating a fair amount, it is hot outside, he is wearing a mask, that's fine. 
arrives, comes from the inside of the restaurant with some side plates, a, a stack of side plates, mm-hmm. five side plates. And I notice his thumb is on the top of the oh, side no. plates. Other fingers are on the bottom. I go, he's right. probably going to switch that up soon. He doesn't. He brings it right to the table and oh, lays yep. them down. I go, I, uh, Joey Thumbs over here was yep. uh, courteous enough to keep his thumb. And my, my sister-in-law, who I'm with, goes, look, look. I go, where? She goes, look, at the, at the top plate. His thumb had left this oily, greasy print on the top plate. I mean, he was sweating. Like, he's probably going inside, yep. rubbing the sweat on, and then doesn't have the sense, training, logic to not carry the plates that way. And I was like, what the? So between seeing what I saw in Montreal, between that service in Ottawa, Monday morning, I was like, I think I should get a test. I think I just want to know. I was, yeah. And I'm not that neurotic. I, I, I see neuroses around me, with especially sure. with the comedians. I know I'm not, and I was turning into um, a bit of a wreck. And then I, yeah. my, my wife, who is generally more neurotic than me, said, "Do you have any symptoms?" I said, "I don't." But the thumb, the kissing, the hugging. She goes, "Just hold on. Look, you've been here already. You've been with our daughters. Like, if you had it, God forbid, they may have it. Just wait and see if you have any symptoms." And then by Wednesday morning, I was like, "I'm pretty good." And she was All like, right. okay. So then we we calmed down. But I, I do uh, commend you and I agree with you. Just if you have any doubt at all. And you know what? I, I don't know if you had this option, but we did some research Sunday night because I was going to go Monday morning. Mm-hmm. There's a drive through. Yes. In my neighborhood, there's a drive through COVID center. And so you get it drive through style. You get the swab in the nose, as you said, seconds, like, uncomfortable. Who can't take discomfort for five seconds? Everybody can. You take it, and then uh, you uh, you go online to find your result. How easy yeah. is that? You don't have to wait yeah. for anybody to call you or anything. So it was they they made it as easy as possible. If I have even an inkling of any you know possible symptom, um, I will I'll I'll go and uh, I don't have any problem with it. But my, it was my wife who sort of calmed me down. Goes if you don't have any symptoms, just relax. Listen, the test is there for you, and yeah. when you if you called to book the appointment like did like we did, they asked if we had any symptoms, and they did it like a checklist. And because I said I thought I might have pink eye, they were like, "Okay, come in. Here's your number. Just tell them when you get there, and you'll bounce forward from the line." Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so like I, it feels in case anybody's like, I'm still not convinced. You know what it feels like, Ali? This is how I can best describe it. You know when you jump in a pool or you you jump in a lake and a bit of water gets up your nose? Yeah. That's how it feels like that rush of water that goes in your nose and then it goes away. That's what it felt like to me. So that's how the best way I can describe it. So if you- My brother-in-law, a very hilarious scene. This guy, I go to see him. I sit on his front porch. We do a socially distant hello um, in in the morning before I leave back for, for Toronto. He has just had hernia surgery. Oh, no. So he's at home. He's chilling. He's not going into the office, which he wasn't going in much. Anyway, he's chilling. And he tells me he went for COVID before the hernia surgery, just to make sure. sure. Yep. And he goes, so uncomfortable. So, oh, my God. I said, I heard it's just a few seconds. He goes, yeah, but oh, my God. Because, you know, I'm trying to cooperate and put in the swap. I'm like, am I not talking to a guy who had surgery to remove a hernia? You're yeah. worried about I don't know. So everybody... Uh, uh, you know, grasps onto strange things, I think. But as a guy who's done it like you have, and you're like, you know, have a little bit of discount. I think it was more uh, uncomfortable for you to have to admit that you knew your wife. You know, you could have always just said, I don't know that woman. I I, I do not know that woman. I'm telling you, I didn't. 
you know, in that moment, you just kind of fess up. You're just being honest because this person is now going to jam something in my face, in my nose. <laughs> so I wanted to go well, yeah. but they were very lovely, I have to say. And I thank them profusely, not just for allowing my wife to not go to jail, but even for what they were doing for everyone in the city. And they mm. were very appreciative. So there you go. Yeah. Listen, I do want to say, because I kind of glossed over it. This Italian iced tea has mellowed me out. I feel much better now. It's If you like something that has... Um, a non-sweet taste to it because this is certainly not sweet. It has a, a slightly bitter taste with the bubbles of uh, ginger ale. You could probably put Prosecco in here if you want. It's a beautiful drink. That's all okay. I'm going to say. That's right. nice. And you know what? I can hear it. I can literally hear in your, because I, you know, not to pull back the curtain on our yeah. process too much, yeah. but I, you know, I, ta I talked to you for a couple of minutes before we started and I could right. hear the anxiety before we were starting and, mm -hmm. um, I, I'm not going to say I knew you needed a drink, but yeah. uh, I was like, oh, this would be good. So, but I heard, you know, I, I thought I thought it was going to be a much more detailed uh, cocktail. So I went and poured myself a drink. Oh, what and, are you drinking, uh, my friend? Well, I'm drinking something equally simple. This is uh, Madison Park, which is a brand of uh, gin. And I, they make some other stuff too, out of Quebec. And this is called the break, Breakfast Gin. Oh, why yes. is it have? Why is it called the breakfast gin, Mark? Uh, because it has um, bergamot yeah. in it, you or got Earl Grey it, tea. Buddy. Yeah, you yeah. Got I remember it. you so telling me about it. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's, it's it tastes as if uh, Earl Grey tea has been mm -hmm. steeped uh, in 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 gin, or the opposite. Mm -hmm. And uh, I find myself mellowing out too. So uh, people can talk about the the dangers of alcohol all they want, but when you're sitting at a desk talking to your pal, I mean, what 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 harm could possibly be done? Exactly. Except to your liver. Yes. All right. Yeah. Great. Okay, so uh, I mean, tell me, I, tell me well, what you're serving today. Well, I, you know, my my ingredient that I wanted to focus on today, and we've talked a lot about this over the years, is is similar to your. Uh, you just you you put vermouth, right? I, well, yes. Let's say vermouth was the primary ingredient, the feature yes. star of your yeah. Long Island iced tea, but vermouth is also one of those things. You, people can have it in their on the in their bar for five years. They're like, I don't know where to what to do with this. I don't really, you know, maybe yeah. not you. Maybe as a as an Italian, as a person who, you know, has that cocktail background, maybe you can find uses for vermouth. But I find a lot of people just have vermouth sitting around, don't know what to do with it. Listen, if you like Negronis, you're going to find uses for uh, yeah. vermouth as well. It's an Italian iced tea, not a Long Island iced tea. Just did I say Long Island? I said you what did. I wanted to say. You did I what I wanted to say. It's you know, all good. It's all good. Um, and then, uh, I had a Mezcal Negroni. I don't know what oh, Mezcal Negroni yes. or something. It was so good. I'm really, oh, yeah. we should, we should feature Mezcal. I'm not trying to tell you how to do your job. I'm not trying to tell you how to hold up your end of the bargain here, Marco. But if you have okay. a Mezcal around ever, you know, don't hesitate. All right. All right. Or we save it for when I'm there. The last well, thing I, I didn't want to say I was their first show back together, I was going to do a Negroni because I love that drink so much. It's yeah. my favorite uh, cocktail, but I will do Mexcal as well. So don't you worry. Okay. I feel the key to all these type of drinks, as I was reminded in Ottawa, mm -hmm. you got to you gotta have that big, fat ice cube. Yes. You know, our, our freezer, our freezer produces these thin ice cube slivers, basically. They're like a mm -hmm. half a cube. Yep. And you just feel your drink diluting as you're drinking it, unfortunately. But anyway, what are you going to do? Yeah, Listen, I if you can, I just give a tip. I might have given this tip before, but I'm going to just remind people because it is summer. If you don't want your drink to dilute in the summer or any other time, add more ice than you think. 
it's when you add few cubes that the ice melts. When you add sure, more the space, cubes, the space. it stays colder longer. Right. It melts less slowly. So if I know you might be thinking the more ice I add, the more it dilutes. Actually, the contrary is true. Mm -hmm. The more ice you add to your cocktail, the more it will stay cold right. and not melt. That's because all those cubes stay together, almost forming a chunk. Whereas mm -hmm. the ones with space around them, that is space for, you know, the volume, the entire, <laughs> what do you want to call it? Circumference or diameter circumference of yep. the ice cube to get, um, to start to melt because it's, it's, you know, touching something with a lower temperature than itself. Anyway, for so every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been drinking too much, man. That oh, makes no man. sense. Anyways, go on. Go forward. Go forward. Physicist. So, so like your vermouth, something people don't always know what to do with, I consider this ingredient very, very special. And I find a lot of people's fridges just have these jars and uh, and it looks like people's fingers have been dipping in them and it's like they don't really know what to do. And also three, four years they've been in the fridge. Do you know what I'm referring to, Mark? I guess, I'm going to I'm going to say pickles, but I don't I'm just guessing. Fair here. guess. Fair guess. You were it's right beside the pickle. I'm talking about olives. Oh, shit. Okay. Yes, of course. Now We've talked about olives a lot on this show, particularly your the, the fact that you were raised by savages who think the olive should have a pit when it's on a pita. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're free to, I mean, it's, it's a sign of what a good person I am that I allow you to have these weird and, and radical ideas. And uh, it's fine. It's you think, you think what you want, but the, the okay. fact is I have such a love for olives and uh, and my my nieces are over. They are visiting us from Montreal, and I had to sort of pull them, pull them in, and go like, "Okay, I'm going to make a pasta salad. It's going to have a mix of a few olives. Are you guys offended by olives?" And one of my nieces goes, "I love olives." The other niece goes, "I'm not really a fan." And you know what? In that moment, I was like, "I don't. I like one of you less olives. <laughs> it's terrible." But this is this is how much I listen, like olives. That that goes through people's minds. Hey, listen. Out of the will, yeah. out of the will, out of the will. No, the one who doesn't like olives surprised me because she has got a tongue for hot. She's got the the, the spice, like it's crazy. She eats like a uh, she eats spicy chilies and hot sauces. Like she's a she's got the withered mouth of an old seventy year old man from like Sri Lanka. Or something. It's insane. It. We actually were a little bit worried about her for a while, but she can keep up with anybody as far as hot sauce. So anyway, I was surprised to hear she didn't have olives, but let's go off the top of your head. I wanted to share a recipe that I love very much. And as soon as I'm back into the chicken world, I will be making this, uh, uh, this, this, um, this uh, recipe that I'll tell you about, but let's go through. You have olives. What do you do with them? What are your thoughts? Where, where, where does your mind go? Number one, okay. get them right out of the can, the bottle, the, the container. That's obviously a, a, a you know no issue at all. What else do you do with olives? Listen, there's two ways I know that olives get served in my household. And that's on an antipasto tray. So with various uh, sliced meat and cheeses right. and accompaniment there. Or in a pasta, uh, the pasta puttanesca, I believe, has olives in it. And that's the other place where I have them. But I just generally eat them just like that. I don't know them in 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 dishes per se i'm gonna bet you do okay. because of your travels but you just don't yeah. think of them as well so what i want to do is i want to as you go through your fridge and you see olives there and you're like man i this cloudy bottle of like uh, pimento olive i don't know when was the last time i had these you can do a number so number one very very simple 
Think of like a bruschetta. You can put olives on crostini, just a sure. piece of bread, some kind of cracker. You make a tapenade. Now, tapenade, the best tapenade would have like olives, minced up, anchovy, yes. garlic, lemon juice, sort of, you know, mashed together. That's really something. But you could do a really easy breezy tapenade with just a variety of olives cut up, a little bit of garlic, and uh, you could make it a little creamy. You could put a little bit of tomato in there, and you could just on bread with some fresh herbs. You're really laughing. You're really having a great snack. 100%. The thing I made today was uh, was a, a pasta with black olives. It was mostly calamatas, sure. and it was uh, sun-dried tomatoes that I, I you know reconstituted, or whatever that word is, in some boiling water for a couple of minutes, minced those up. I also put some capers, huh, which we yes. call baby olives in our house, and um, and and some onion and some garlic, and I just tossed some farfalle in that, and that was Beautiful. fantastic. The other th- things that come to mind, olives, obviously on pizza, we've talked about that. I was telling you about that tapenade. Have you had a muffaletta sandwich? I have. Yes, I have. And olives are a big part of that. Of course, I, I know yeah. so, so are all those layers of meat, mm-hmm. but if you didn't have an olive spread in your in your mufaletta. So those are olives, um, either onions or shallots, uh, celery, red pepper, capers, hot peppers. It's all of that smeared on the bread and then and then uh, layers of meat. Um, that can be pretty exciting stuff. So when you anytime you have a sandwich, you can use an olive, a tapenade or a spread as a, as like a male. Or a, or, a, or a guacamole or a hummus, whatever you use as a spread, think about using olives in, in that place. And then also you can use olives to make a kind of a tartar sauce. So, you oh. know, tartar sauce is like mayo and, and pickles, minced sure. pickles, right? So instead of pickles, olives with the creaminess of the mayo as a tartar sauce, also fantastic with fish and, uh, and, and, and fries and any place that you use tartar sauce, you'll have a great time. Beautiful. Beautiful. I almost feel like anywhere you use a caper, you yeah. can add its its best friend, the olive. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, they, it might get a little smushed. Um, you know, if you try to spread it, it'll become sure. like a paste. That's yeah. not the end of the world by any means. Right. Um, but if you wanted to have that sort of like that um, texture, mm-hmm. olives will stand up to... Um, well, they'll stand up to a lot. As I, the, the the dish I'm going to talk to you is a, is a braised chicken with okay. with lemon and olives, and it's really one of my favorites. Now, I'm a guy. I've told you this before. If I'm out with somebody and we are in a restaurant and they say I'll have the um, the chicken breast, whatever, whatever, it doesn't even matter what comes next. If they're having the chicken breast, I'm like, why don't you just stay home? <laughs> these poor people leave their house every single day to do long shifts. They prep, yep. they do all kinds of things. Why would you make them go through all that effort just to make you one of the blandest, most boring things in the world, you know, live a little. So usually if I'm out, I can make chicken at home and I can do a job that I'm very proud of. Sure. But to leave your home now, you know, let's, 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 uh, you know, f- let's spread those wings, you know, let's have some lamb ribs, let's have some goat, let's have some types of fish you don't typically buy. That's the way these guys house made sausage. Okay, now we're talking. Yeah. You know, so I'm always like an anti chicken sort of guy. But, but if I'm making chicken, and this would be the exception, if I'm in a, let's say a Middle Eastern restaurant, and they have okay. raised chicken, skin on bone in, 
bone in for flavor exactly the way you talk about the olives pit in for flavor bone in skin on the fat of flavor and and basically what you're doing ideal for a cast iron pan you are putting the chicken in there you're putting a rub of garlic and um lemon juice or sliced lemons both actually uh oh, wow. you've got all all the herbs that you can think of can would be great there the rosemary oregano thyme even tarragon can be there beautiful and uh some chili flakes and some garlic these are the basics these are the basics and then i have one question tell me okay i i don't know if you were going to get to this but what olives are you using green olives black olives Clearly, they have no pits in them. But what olives are you using? <laughs> they can have pits in this case. I'm okay. not. I'm not a pizza. You, the, the, the olive is half hidden. For God's yes, sake. Yes, we heard. We heard. We know. Right. We know where yeah. you stand on this. Um, for for a reference of what I'm speaking about, you can yes. pretty much just listen to one of any of the of the past episodes. Yes. <laughs> it always seems to come up. It makes me so angry. Anyway, it actually doesn't matter to me with chicken. Any olive with some flavor, Kalamata are great. Any green Sicilian olive, these okay. these olives that are really, really um, tart and salty, yeah, they are especially great in this dish because now they cook. The olives are cooking, right? And right. Some of that flavor is leaching out into the dish, so they're not as insane. So when you try an olive, let's say you got a pack of olives and you try it, you go, "That is too intense mm-hmm. on both the salt." And the, the the tartness of the olive, great. Get cooking. Beautiful. So it really, it's for from a color perspective. I love a, a wide mix of of because uh, the chicken is you know the brown the, the chicken and then the lemon has a nice yellow. But to have green and then you know you have this forest green and then you have like a khaki green and then you have like a light brown and you have dark black olives. I love it. I, that's oh. an exciting dish to me. Uh, finished with some, uh, you know, Italian parsley, some fresh green as well. Braised chicken with lemon and olives. We'll post the we'll post the recipe for that. Beautiful. Uh, I'm going to go mainly on memory. It's actually been quite some time since I've eaten chicken, but uh, as I've explained to you, I'm a once a week guy. Once a week, I I go out of this plant based world, and I have something. But lately, it seems to have been like, I don't know, pizza or uh, what else have we done? Oh, I had a croissant in Montreal that, buddy, I haven't had butter in months. Right, right. And it really, I was looking at the croissant as though I I felt like somebody had put thick slices of butter in the croissant, the way you put, you know, like brie cheese, camembert, Mm -hmm. and you have that, let's say you have brie and prosciutto in a sandwich. I was like, is there, are there like massive, thick slabs a butter in this thing. It was so fantastic, but it was on the border of, it's just a comment. Obscene. It was on the, obscene. Obscene is such a great word. It was, it was really like uh, a little bit more butter. And I would have been like, this is offensive, but, but that's insane because I grew up eating great croissants and, and it's like, you know, as people go, I'll have a croissant. It hurts my feelings that they're putting the tea in there. And I'm so attached to croissants, so angry at the province I live in for having so many bad croissant places. What is that? A fucking Kaiser roll (laughs) into a a, a crescent. Get out of here, man. So I I love croissants and the fact 
it just it just goes to show you how your palate can change over time. Oh, yeah. But I wasn't ready for this change. I was like, oh, this is crazy, man. I'm this is one of my favorite places and on uh, Sherbrooke West, the mm-hmm. croissant tree, as in the croissanterie, but croissant tree. They use the English word. I believe yes. that's the name of the place. Uh, fantastic, man. I just I haven't been in a bakery in so long. Oh, wow. And well, I was in that bakery. And if, had it been a Toronto bakery, mm. I would have filled up like four shopping bags. And I would have been like, open the freezer. We got bread forever. Wow. This is this uh, recount of the croissant experience is starting to sound a little obscene. It, I know, I know, it, is. it feels like I broke the law. Uh, and the other thing, last thing that I just yeah. love, I just love with olives is a focaccia with olives oh, yes. baked into it. Any bread, yes. any bread really, yeah. but especially I think of focaccia. That is so fantastic. And that was sure. also, you know, I think going primarily plant-based, you appreciate those non-plant-based things <laughs> so, right. so much. And you, you and I both talked about this. We were cut from the same cloth. Yep. The slaughter of animals does not bother us. No, not at all. In fact, like, okay, can I just go back to your chicken for a second? Oh, please. What I love about this recipe, the way you describe it, is chicken can be very tasteless. It can be the most blasé, bland, boring, rubber, uh, unflavorful thing you've ever had in your life. And people who, like you said, go to the restaurant and order chicken breast, uh, there's something fundamentally like, you know, I don't want to say wrong with you, but there's something fundamentally wrong with you. Um, Here's my thing. You add something as flavorful as textures, textured, as nuanced, as subtle and as aggressive as the various olives you described to something that's bland like chicken. And you can make that experience so much better where where many people you slather chicken with various sauces and gravies and whatnot to give it flavor mm. your olives are doing the same thing my friend totally yeah. totally and i think the lemon is key there because i think that fresh tartness that comes out after 45 sure. minutes cooking so i just to describe the scene here you're first you're you're going to um See, kind of, I, I, we don't call it searing as much with chicken, but I'm just using the word sear. Sure. You're going to, um, you know, sort of fry the chicken on the on the stove top, and you're going to crisp up the skin, and then you'll put it in the oven for about 10, 12 minutes, and then uh, is when I add the olives for the next sort of half an hour of cooking. Beautiful. So it's uh, it's fantastic. And if you want some red color and, and a different sweetness in there to balance out the salt, some cherry tomatoes in the last five minutes would sure. also be fantastic. In this Listen, a, a dash of red wine isn't going to hurt either. No, it's not going to hurt. Yeah. Even even white, even white. Yeah. Who yeah. cares? Huh? I say All red, right. you say white. We're not so different. No, we're, we certainly are. We certainly are. <laughs> All right, listen, speaking of obscene things, I yes. think it's time for the next segment. But before we go there, remember how I said I got into a fight with my wife at the grocery oh, store? Oh, geez, is this going to be an issue for, oh, it's going to be a huge issue. It's not going to be an issue, but we're no? in the grocery store because I needed to get um, I needed to get ginger ale to make this cocktail tonight. And she's like, I might go look for something for what's in Marco's mouth. So I'm like, great. So she's like, I'll go get something because she's like, I'm not convinced that Ali's happy with the one I have at home. So I might go look. So we go. She doesn't get it because she's like, you're going to see it and it's not right. She goes, I almost got you all sort candies, all sorts. She mm-hmm. goes, but I, I didn't get it because I know you like them. And I was like, 
<laughs> Listen, what's in Marco's mouth is not about let's get him the most offensive thing or something Isn't he it? won't be able to get. She's like, Isn't I thought you, she, then she's like, I thought you'd guess it really easily. I'm like, it's not about how do we fuck Marco over so he doesn't guess it. I said, it can, you can do all sorts, things that I like. She goes, I'm not going to do butter tarts and all sorts and things I know you like when I have the opportunity with Ali to give you something that challenges you. I'm like, it could be a challenge. I might have got it wrong. So my opportunity to have all sorts tonight was destroyed because you and her are in cahoots and want to poison me. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know. So I, I, got, I got into a bit of an argument with her. I'm like, you can get that. I can have that. That can be one of the options. And she was having nothing of it. No, I, I, you know, I've said this before in the show and I just want to make a hundred percent sure it is on record. I don't believe that your wife likes you. And I think it's important that you recognize that <laughs> you can stay, you can stay in the relationship if you want, sure. but, but, it, but don't, don't assume there's anything particularly special going on in there because I've never told her to do that. I bring you some, some delicious food sometimes. And my whole thing is, will he guess, will he not? Is it something, you know, if it's like dried figs, I think dried figs are great, but I don't know if you'll get it or not. And if you do, right. hey, great, you've had a nice thing. But I, I'm not. My aim isn't to poison you. I think it would be hysterical, of course, but it's right. not my aim. Sure, sure. Well, well, let's see what we she, what she has in store for me tonight. What's in Marco's mouth? That's right. What's in Marco's mouth? It's nothing dirty. Really guessing, really messing. Let's find out. What's in? All right, she's down here, Ali. And you are blindfolded. I am blindfolded. She knows about the all sorts and how disappointed I am about that. Um, so I thought I'd see him somewhere. Does he know where No, no, you can't see him. Oh, Sorry. we didn't do it today. We, we didn't do it. Does he know what it is then? I was gonna I think him. he knows what it is. Do you know what it is, Ali? No, I don't. I don't. He so doesn't let me know. tell Sorry. him to look at the last few times I've texted him. It's the one he didn't pick. Okay, look at the last few times she texted you. It's one of the ones you did not pick. It's been a consistent okay. pitch. All right, it's been a consistent pitch. That's hilarious. All right. I'm, I, do you know Ali? Or Give me a second. Give me okay, a second. one second. Me a second. One second. He's going to figure this out. He went to Montreal. Someone coughed in his face. Oh, he's no. not happy about oh, it. No. So um, he's uh, finding it difficult to look at his old uh, text okay, message. Got it, okay, got it. Got it. He's got, got it. it. He's got it. We're ready. He knows. Okay. I do. I do. Right, is it going in my hand or in my mouth? Um, what does he want? What do you want, Ali? I put it in his hand. Put it in my hand, he said. All right, here it goes. It's going in my hand. She dropped it on the floor. I could feel it fell on the floor. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's it's thick. It's a really thick piece, and it's got uh, a somewhat um, a toothy texture. Like you can you can mush it with your hands, almost as if you were going to squish squish plaster scene. I'm going to take a bite. What does it smell like? It smells like cheese. It's cheese. Yeah, it's cheese. Um. She's giving me the rind. I'm actually eating the rind of this cheese. So I'm not, I don't appreciate that. This um, woman does not like you, buddy. I don't know what to say. Guess. What did you say? That's to help you guess. That's to help me guess, he, she says. So this is, um, it's a strong cheese. Um, it almost has a slight blue taste to it. I want to say it's either like an aged uh, Swiss or... Um, Cow's milk, goat's milk. Oh, is it cow's milk? <laughs> Listen, if I'm being honest, I don't love it. I don't love this cheese. Um, it feels. Oh, here we go. It's. 
it, it smells like goat cheese and it kind of has that sour taste to it, but it's, it's, a, it's a semi-soft cheese. Um, it's not pecorino. It feels more like provolone, um, okay. but it's it, the right. Yeah. How do you go? It's a strong cheese and then say provolone, one Pro of the blandest, mildest cheeses of all time. Listen, aged provolone there can be can have a very spicy, peppery taste it, to it. It can, and is that yeah. what's going on right now? No, because you, if it was provolone, you wouldn't say that. Um, this is a this is a it's a cheese. I'm gonna say cheese. Can I just say cheese? No, of course you can't just say okay. cheese. You goof. Nine million types of cheese. You're gonna get away with Shit. cheese. No, I'm gonna guess it's a cow's milk cheese. It's got. Uh, a stronger kind of rind to it. Um, I'm going to guess it is uh, like an Oka cheese, like an Oka. Oh! Is it right? Did I get it right? Did oh, I, oh my God, I got it right. I got it right. I can't believe I got it right. I, I got it right. Okay. I totally got it you right. You never said Oka. Oh my God. Oh my God, I got it right. This is amazing. Oh my God, it's oh too God. much. Oh my not God. Only, not only, that's hilarious. Not only did he get it right, the description was ridiculous. Oka is not a strong cheese. I mean, have you ever had like a Roquefort or a Gorgonzola? He goes, strong cheese. I go, this guy's going to a different place. Anyway, Oka, good for oh. you. Oh, I it is a it. semi-soft, washed rind cheese. Ma Marco was given the rind to eat. And That's it's probably there. why. That's probably why I thought it was. Maybe. She gave me all rind. What? Maybe. No, Maybe. the second piece, there was barely. Well, any. the second piece, you know what? It was the second piece that didn't have the rind where I clued into Oka because I could taste, I could taste more than just um, the shit you throw away. I could taste the actual but cheese. But the rind helps you guess. You can leave the room now. Thank you. Thank you. I can't uh, believe I got... I can't believe there's a, a Quebec theme today. Had, she goes, I can't believe there's a Quebec theme today. I didn't even mean to do that. Yeah. That's all I had. That's great. There is also oh, a, a drinking cheese, a yeah. drinking theme today. But yes, um, so Oka, for people who don't know, uh, originally it was made by Trappist monks in a place called Oka in, in Quebec. If you're... Coming to Montreal from the west, the western uh, regions, tips of the uh, of, of Montreal. Uh, I guess it's no longer called Montreal. You're in the the Laurentide, but you would see Oka. You would see signs for Oka, and and Marco, you kind of nailed it. It has a distinct flavor and aroma, and um, slightly pungent. Pungent yeah. aroma, soft, creamy flavor, sometimes described as nutty and fruity. And that's where my, guy, my mind goes, nutty and fruity when I think of Oka, not strong cheese. So anyway, uh, you got it, buddy. Good for you. Why am I? Oh, gonna... my God. I can't. I, my day just since I made this Italian iced tea, my day has gotten so much better. I don't I I wasn't expecting to get it. Amanda said she could hear you screaming through the through the headphones. So it was you, and she was excited, too, when I got it. So she got to experience when I actually get one right. So I'm I'm quite pleased i am the you king tonight be. you Thank should you. Be. yeah well i think i think we don't want to see too much of this and i think amanda will probably push herself harder in the future but but this is great and we're very happy for you obviously buddy good for you good for thank, you, you. Oka thank you is a wonderful cheese uh oka in a grilled cheese is particularly great but oka in quebec and ontario especially uh, marco as you were talking earlier about those olive trays the board yeah. with the cheese and yeah. meat and the olives very, very commonly found on a uh, on a cheese board. If it has more than, let's say, three or four or five cheeses, Oka will often be one of them in uh, in our necks of the mm -hmm. woods over here. 
Well, good for you, buddy. Good on Thank you. Good, Thank good, you. Good, good, good I'm good time today. Good time. I, I'm happy you're back safe and sound from this trip to I Montreal. I know. I, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, scarred. Mm-hmm. You know, you, we, we all live in a bubble and sometimes your bubble is people who are being very, very careful. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, you people have no regard for anything. This is uh, this is horrific. So I'm I'm really hoping that the vast majority of Montrealers are taking care of themselves. Yes. Uh, I just know that in the news there, you know, uh, two weeks prior, maybe less than two weeks, I'm going to say seven to 10 days prior, there was a call from the Quebec government. If you have been in a bar or a club, nightclub, please go get a COVID test. Anybody, wow. anybody who's yeah. been in a bar. So right away, these are places that are, you know, that I would view as a little bit dangerous. That's why we were out on a patio. We felt safe, but people are uh, pretty much licking each other's faces, you know? Yeah. Vive le Quebec. What are you going to do? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, listen, Be safe, I- everybody. Uh, Marco, I'm glad this was uh, this was something that lit you up. I could literally hear the transition yeah. at the beginning of the show. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for, for agreeing at the last minute to do the podcast today. I know I texted you at the last minute, so thank you so much. Thank no, you to all our listeners. If you haven't given us a five-star review yet, and I know there's people listening who love the podcast because they tell us, and then I say, well, did you give us a five-star review? Please give us a five-star review. It really helps the podcast, and uh, we'll love you even more. That's all I'll say there. We make the food. We make the drinks. We record the show. We ask almost nothing of you but a tiny far, a five star rating would uh, would really uh, you, you do us a solid and uh, and if you want to write in podcast eat drink at gmail.com is that right i always want to your 100% podcast 100%. eat drink at gmail.com uh, write in we've been getting some letters from a variety of people we'll discuss that on the uh, on the next show we've got some great uh, guests coming on the show in the next month or so um we're very happy here i hope you guys are happy i hope you're all safe uh be well everybody i'm Molly getting Hattan. told i'm marco timpano until we eat and drink again we hope you got your fill of eat and drink with ali hassan and marco timpano follow them on instagram and twitter at podcast eat drink email them your cocktail and food suggestions to podcast eat drink at gmail.com Until the next episode, bottoms up.